Really quick before we get started, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast or followed the Ortho Plug on Instagram and Twitter, please do so. And while you're at it, if you could leave a review on the podcast, that'd be amazing and would really help us out a lot. So I think mentorship is the most important thing in this world, even outside of just medicine. Uh, I think, you know, meeting Dr. Iyer, you know, I was fortunate, like I said, through, you know, connections you meet, there was a guy named Dr. Kofi Agutman, who was a resident at the time. He was one of the black residents at Miami. I remember texting him like, hey, you know, I'm interested in research. And he was like, you know, you got to meet this guy, you know, ortho mentor, you got to meet him. Like, and so I texted him out of nowhere. And, you know, yeah, anybody that knows Dr. Iyer, he knows tabs, like, He's going to respond immediately. He's going to answer all your questions. He's going to ask you to come to the OR. So uh, I remember I came to the OR with him uh, and I was with, you know, one of the uh, the chiefs at the time. And I remember, uh, you know, just being in there was my first time scrubbing. He kind of talked me through that first time really seeing like a real orthopedics case. I'd seen like, you know, some sports scopes, but I'd never seen like, you know, some foot and ankle work. He was doing like an Achilles transfer. I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Ortho Plug, the podcast where I get to speak with some of the most successful, inspiring, and really just coolest orthopedic surgeons in the country. And one thing that makes them particularly special is they either come from underrepresented backgrounds or they are actively supporting those that do. This is an amazing episode where I had the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Christopher Murdoch, a first year orthopedic surgery resident at Johns Hopkins. He's an Nth Dimension Scholar, co-founded the Stand United campaign, which is focused on research targeted to help solve the problems of racial and ethnic inequalities in healthcare. And he was also the class president of the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine. This just touches the surface of his accomplishments. And in this episode, he shares his story and how he got to where he is. And he really highlights the importance of mentorship in his journey. I'll let you all enjoy the episode. Dr. Murdoch, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining the Ortho Plug. We have Dr. Christopher Murdoch, first year orthopedic surgery resident at John Hopkins, one of the you know best hospitals in the world, um, representing for underrepresented minorities, doing his thing up at John Hopkins. Um, and I'm just yeah, so honored to have you on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Of course, I'm very excited to be here. Usually, I like to kind of get some insight into, you know, what got you into medicine, specifically what got you into orthopedics. I do do my research. Um, so, you know, I know that you were, you know, into sports, wrestling. I think you were even a wrestling coach. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I ran track and then I was a high school track coach um, as well. Um, so I kind of know that kind of deal. Were you always interested in medicine? Did you go from sports into medicine and ortho? Walk me through that kind of like timeline to, to how you got to your interest in ortho. Right. So I pre- have a pretty untraditional story. I, uh, my mom, my first exposure to medicine was through my mom. My mom was a breast cancer survivor. She got, had breast cancer when I was seven years old. And I kind of saw how the doctors took care of her you know, how her treatment went. And even at seven, I recognized, you know, that they were impactful towards my mother. At that time, I thought, oh, I'm going to build, you know, medical devices. I'm going to do research. So my father's an engineer and my mom's a pharmacist. So I always had like kind of an engineering mindset behind me. So I went to, you know, a magnet school that kind of in high school that kind of tailored towards engineering and science. And I was, that was what I thought I was going to do. I got to college, uh, went to a school called Mercer University. It's a smaller school, but got to wrestle there. I was very fortunate and got a lot of exposure to uh, biomedical engineering. And I um, was fortunate to go on a trip to Vietnam where we fit prosthetic limbs. And so that was kind of my first exposure to patient encounters. And, uh, and like at that time, I was very interested in like tissue engineering. I thought I wanted to regenerate a whole limb. That was my uh, crazy abstract idea that I was interested in. And then uh, after that uh, summer, I got in contact with my first orthopedic surgeon. 
so uh, and she as one of the first black women orthopedic surgeons ever. I think she's number nine ever. So that was wow. kind of inspiring to me. I didn't know, I guess, what that looked like. Uh, and so she got me in, in contact with a guy named Dr. Kato Lorenzo. He's a big uh, researcher, MD, PhD, uh, orthopedic surgeon. Um, and at that time, I hadn't wasn't I was thinking about med school, but I wasn't like, oh, you know, I want to be a doctor yet. Hundred percent. I more so was like, I'm gonna go to the device realm, make a good amount of money, enjoy life. Uh, and then I met him, and you know, he's just colossal. You know, he's a big influence to me. Uh, you know, if anybody that's ever met him, they know you know he holds weight and he expects a lot of you. And you know, that was somebody I kind of wanted to pattern my career after after meeting him. So he actually was working on a project trying to regenerate limbs. So. You know, it was a pretty similar path. And, you know, after that, I took the MCAT, you know, did well and was fortunate enough to get into Miami. And, you know, it's been, you know, inf dimensions and every other thing that I've been to go through since then and made me fall more in love with orthopedics kind of got me here. Dude, that's amazing. I feel like a lot of the times when I have conversations with people who are in the field, the interest usually stems from some interaction that they had with someone else. You know, I always just like to emphasize that because I hope that this interaction that we're having, you know, this is a solidifying, you know, some stuff for me personally, but hopefully for listeners too, um, because I think it's a powerful experience when you get to hear interest from somebody who, you know, you kind of like resonate with in that way. So we're, we're, we're going to touch on nth dimensions too here in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you briefly mentioned, so we got to University of Miami and, you know, you obviously balled out not only because, you know, you're at john hopkins residency right now but i know you are class president at the university Mm of miami um so you know clearly just leadership you know doing your thing at miami what were some of the things that you did um in medical school that you felt like you know either set you apart as an orthopedic surgery applicant because we know how competitive that can be just anything that you think that you know helped you on your route to orthopedics Right. So for me, I, I had a great mentor, Dr. Iyer, who's an ortho mentor. He was down in Miami, kind of my first year. And uh, when I, I talked to him, because, you know, we're very similar personalities, he was like, get involved in three things. So three things that you love. Uh, so my first year, I kind of experimented with a bunch of things down there. I ran for class president. I was fortunate enough to be elected by that for my class and really enjoyed that. It was, you know, great, you know, to interact with, you know, a lot of the, you know, uh, administration as well as my classmates as well. So that was kind of my leadership thing, I would say, that I did. Uh, secondly, I wanted to do research, you know, as coming from that research background, I wanted to get involved. So I've tried to meet the department very early. I texted Dr. Iyer very early on in my first year and he was like, hey, like, I'm just trying to get on anything, like, you know, and kind of gave him my research background, which I think really helped me. And so that was kind of my second thing. And then third, it was uh, trying to get involved with, you know, minority organizations like SNMA. Uh, I also did something called Stand United with Dr. Iyer. So that was uh, to raise money for racial and ethnic health disparities uh, for Jurgos. And, uh, you know, I thought things like that were kind of how I filled in that third spot. It kind of rotated what that looked like. But those are kind of the three things I wanted to do. That's awesome. And, yeah, I did. I saw the the Stand United campaign. Um, you guys were like building up money for research targeted towards addressing some racial um, and ethnic inequalities in healthcare, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's amazing. We can have a whole conversation on, you know, Dr. Tabs, Iyer, and that impact, you being able to have that kind of one-on-one with him, and then you being able to work with him on these big endeavors alongside JRGOS, I'm sure was personally fulfilling for you, looked incredible 
incredibly well when you're you know applying. I do want to delve in a little more into your relationship with Dr. Iyer actually because he's like 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 literally ortho mentor. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> and you know, I know that you guys are very close because it seems like wherever y'all y'all just go places together. Because now I, he was at Miami and now he's at Hopkins. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, just like walk me through like the impact of that mentorship, mentorship in general. Um, you know what he's meant for you because you know we we know how important mentorship is, and I don't think it's a better example than actually have like ortho mentor and, you know, ortho mentee, I suppose with you two, um, just to kind of like walk through, you know, what that means to you. Yeah. So I think mentorship is the most important thing in this world, even outside of just medicine. Uh, I think, you know, meeting Dr. Iyer, you know, I was fortunate, like I said, through, you know, connections you meet, there was a guy named Dr. Kofi Agutman, who was a resident at the time. He was one of the black residents at Miami. I remember texting him like, Hey, you know, I'm interested in research. And he was like, you know, you got to meet this guy, you know, ortho mentor, you got to meet him. Like, and so I texted him out of nowhere and, you know, yeah, anybody that knows Dr. Iyer, he knows tabs, like he's going to respond immediately. He's going to answer all your questions. He's going to ask you to come to the OR. So uh, I remember I came to the OR with him uh, and I was with, you know, one of the, uh, the chiefs at the time. And I remember, uh, you know, just being in there was my first time scrubbing. He kind of talked me through that first time really seeing like a real orthopedics case. I'd seen like, you know, some sports scopes, but I'd never seen like, you know, some foot and ankle work. He was doing like an Achilles transfer. I remember that for the rest of my life. It was like, for me, it was like, okay, you know, I see kind of the engineering behind this. I see kind of, you know, the athlete in me that, you know, wants to compete and be well and do the best I can with sports. Uh, and then after that, you know, I just stayed following up with them. I like, you know, I'd probably once a month, at least we kind of check in with each other. I'd be like, Hey, like, you know, I'm tired of learning about cell biology. Like, can I come shadow or yeah. Hey, like, you know, I'm really interested in regenerating limbs. Like, can we do some crazy project, basic science project, or like some crazy review? And that kind of built up. And then once third year hit, that was kind of when we did this thing, or that was when we started the Stand United stuff. And that's kind of when our relationship kind of took off because, you know, he actually came to me and was like, hey, well, that's something we can do, you know, during this time with, you know, with like with George Floyd stuff going on and all that situation. So I knew after that, I was like, this is a man that really cares about, you know, the world as a whole. So, uh, after that, I just stayed with him. I was kind of sad when he first came to Hopkins. And then I was like, oh, OK, this is, you know, somewhere I definitely want to go. And so I was, right. you know, very fortunate to have him here. I think that really helped me out. Oh, that's that's awesome. And yeah, like to be able to have somebody who wants to get behind your personal interests in a timely way, like you mentioned, like the George Floyd. So I moved to Minnesota probably like two months or something before George Floyd was murdered. And so, mm-hmm. and I'm like first year med student. So there's nothing, I, I don't know anything, I, but, I, but I'm, I'm in the mindset as, you know, the entire, at least black community of like, mm-hmm. what can we do? What can I do? You do something. So, you know, my wife and I went up to the cities and we, we did, did some, you know, marches and things like that. And, you know, to be uh, a medical student and have somebody like, yeah, I want to be able to get behind you. And, you know, an attending, I want to be able to get behind you, help you with your interests. I want to, I want to meet you there. We can work on something together. Like that's powerful. Um, and you know, it's, it's amazing to hear how your relationship with Dr. Iyer has continued to kind of thrive. And I, I know it's just going to continue to grow. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, that, like I said, mentorship is the most important thing in the world. I mean, you'll see, like I said, when you go through applications, man, who writes your letters, everybody wants to talk to you about. 
And it's funny if all you know good letters, they'll be like, "Which one do you like the most?" Type of thing, like who's your best <laughs> friends? Because they're they're trying to figure out you know where you want to go. So that's a little tidbit, you know, just in case you know you got you know so you got multiple mentors. That's how it's gonna go. <laughs> oh, okay, that's good to know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so you also mentioned, you know, we've mentioned like JRGOS. We also briefly mentioned Nth Dimensions. I love to hear your experience with them too, and just kind of how your experience with some of these organizations that came about, particularly to serve underrepresented minorities, in these two cases, interested in orthopedics. Like, how was your interaction with those? What have those kind of opportunities meant to you? All right. So, those have been truly impactful for me. Like, Nth Dimensions, I'm with Dr. Hogan, who just got named chair at uh, Pittsburgh. So, congratulations to him. Uh, and I was up there doing research with him. Uh, a lot of MF scholars are there at Pitt. And so it was cool to see meet a guy like Dr. Stephen Canton, who's a year above me, but very similar to me, you know, personality and goals wise, you know, Dr. Dukens Labaz, you know, people like that, that I could envision, you know, becoming. And I stayed in contact with like, you know, say I was having a struggle like, hey, you know, I ain't do as good on my cell biology test or I ain't do as good on like, you know, my research. I didn't do publication. They had been through the same things I've been through and, you know, I had kind of similar mindsets as me. And I spending the summer up there with them was phenomenal. And then, you know, uh, being with Dr. Bonnie Mason, being with Letitia Bradford, you know, being with uh, Sonia Seymour, having that impact, you know, and meeting, you know, at places, you know, uh, like Miles Atkins, for example, Dr. Miles Atkins and Dr. Jerome Moore were with me. And those are two of my closest friends, right? Like me and them have a good group chat. We talk all the time. And when we were going through interviews, you know, we kind of gave each other game back and forth about places, right? So, you know, for example, Miles away rotated here. So he kind of gave me game, you know, about that, you know, and that's something I wouldn't have really, you know, been able to understand, you know, unless I talked to him. Uh, and so I think we all just kind of piggybacked out of each other. And I know I wouldn't have had that connection through him. But as far as Jurgos goes, I actually got involved kind of later. Uh, I, I actually didn't know about the Gladys Society until I was at MS3. And I was fortunate to meet Dr. Hicks, who, you know, Dr. Justin Hicks, who's at WashU, and he kind of talked me through that and, you know, let me know, you know, that this is, you know, something that you really want to be a part of and uh, work with. And, you know, got to, was fortunate to meet Dr. Carson uh, and you know, Dr. Wells, who's the new president. And, you know, they were mentors to me throughout the application cycle, even if, you know, I didn't want to go to their institutions necessarily. They always were there for me and really supported me. Uh, so I thought that that was very impactful for me because, it was hard for me to make a decision. So right. I think I think that's that was uh, the greatest mentorship I probably could receive. That's amazing. And, you know, listening to you rattle off like name after name is when when that stat came out that like orthopedics was the least diverse field in, you know, medicine. Mm -hmm. I was like, ain't no way, because I feel like that's the only people I know. And, you know, you rattling off these names. And I think it's it just is a testament to the fact that like the underrepresented in general, just community in orthopedics, even though from a statistical standpoint, you make up a small kind of, you know, portion of the pie. But the community is so tight. The community is so strong that because of the strength of the community, the presence is like big, you know, and also because these people are, you know balling out too, like Dr. Carson, you know, Dr. Wells, all these people that you're mentioning, like these people are at the top of the field of orthopedics, even if the numbers necessarily aren't where we want them to be, the, the impact and, you know, the presence is still powerful. Um, and so I just want to, you know, one, applaud them and two, applaud you and everyone else, all the other residents who are kind of coming in below that, that previous generation. 
Um, because yeah, you guys are making noise and you know, if stats weren't mm-hmm. coming out, I don't think that at least the underrepresented community would be like, there's none of us because you guys make it seem like we're out there. Definitely. I was going to say, I think exposure is the most important thing, right? Like, you know, I go to go back to kind of the stories I was telling, you know, the, the reason I never thought of being a doctor is I never met a black doctor until I was 19 years old. Right. So for me, that was life changing. Right. Like I never met a black surgeon until I was 21. You know, so I think having that type of exposure, meeting somebody that, you know, kind of looks like you, maybe moves the same way as you, that can change your life forever. Absolutely. It was the uh, you can't be what you can't see kind of deal. You know, it's just exactly. like, it's, it's hard, but yeah, you guys are being seen. So, you know, I think we're going to be at the f- the forefront of this movement to where we'll have some change in that regard because of people like yourself and the people that you mentioned. Okay. So we've gone through med school. We've gotten our mentorship. We got involved with, you know, some amazing orgs. And now you're at Hopkins, which it sounds like is where, mm-hmm. you know, you need to be, wanted to be. It's Sounds like it's doing good things for you so far. What's residency looking like so far for you? I know we're a few months in. Yeah, so residency for me is fun. I mean, I knew kind of coming into it, doing sub eyes and things, how tough it was going to be. So I kind of prepared myself mentally. Uh, I think the big difference, you know, especially going somewhere very different, like Miami is ran a lot differently than Hopkins. So I think the biggest adjustment wise is, you know, just learning how to navigate different hospitals. I think my co-residents and co-interns and even people outside of my class, some of my best friends are in neurosurge or in plastics. I think being around people that, you know, require greatness of themselves makes you rise to the top. Right. So that I feel like this was a perfect place for me because I'm not just seeing, you know, greatness in my co-interns or co-residents, but on a hospital like Hopkins that has a big name. Right. And has basically unlimited resources. Right. So. I think for me, it's been perfect, right? Like, you know, we kind of de- to go back to kind of, you know, my three things that I think are important, right? Like, you know, for residency, it's like operatively, right? Like, number one, you want to operate in a ton at a high level. You want to learn from the best. That's Hopkins, you know. Secondly, you want to be able to do, you know, some high level research if that's what you're into. And Hopkins definitely has that, you know. And for me, you know, I'm a biomedical engineer. You know, it's the number one department. Uh, and then thirdly, I wanted strong mentorship and, you know, Having, you know, Dr. Iyer here was one of the reasons I came here, but people like Dr. Ficky, who's our chair, you know, Dr. Laporte, who's our PD, that really actually genuinely care and put their name out there for you. It's been very impactful for me. So even, you know, say, you know, I have a bad day, right? Like on the floor, I, you know, I'm there all night and something crazy happens. You know, I send three people to ICU or something like that. They're sending me a text message, right? And I don't think that's normal in most places. That's amazing. That community too, like of just being able to have that within your residency program, spanning not only from like, you know, your classmates, the people like in your residency class, outside of the orthopedic department, the all the way up to the program director, the chair, all those people kind of coming together to support you. Um, because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Megan was on last time talking about how important support is in residency because uh, it's hard and you need to be able to have people to do things like, you know, just talk about, you know, stuff hit the fan. I had to send three people to the ICU. Let's just like, let mm-hmm. me just vent about this real quick. Or like, oh my goodness, I just was in medical school like five months ago. I don't know how to handle this situation. Help. <laughs> yeah. So yep. it's awesome to be able to have that. Um, no, that sounds great. And I, and 
So remind me, you are you're, you're on like on a mini vacation now. Is that you're you're? Yeah, so it's my first vacation right now. So I'm on vacation for two weeks. So I just came off nights. So that's why you know I was kind of talking about that. So nights is probably the toughest as an intern, I'd say, uh, in ICU. I did both of those already. So I feel like ICU, like I said, is not orthopedics. Really, you know, gen surgeon medicine. So it's really you know stuff that like you haven't really seen probably ever. But especially here, you know, you're seeing the craziest stuff. So I think it really learned that I learned how to medically manage people. I really treated that like I was going to do it, honestly. So like when I came on nights, you know, I knew how to get a guy out of AFib. I knew how to, you know, do certain things that like, you know, maybe an orthopedic surgeon is not doing on the regular, if that makes sense. Right. Uh, but then, I, like I said, once I came to nights, I have my like the way it works for us. We have a one and a two on call. So the two on call with me is always there for me. Like, hey, I saw you got this page about this. Like are you good handling this? Or they'll be like, Hey, I'm gonna come with you. Uh, so I think, you know, that makes the adjustment easier too. And then my chiefs all will answer the phone too at night too, which, you know, like I said, is, you know, different than some places. So I thought that was very helpful. That's awesome. That's awesome. So sounds like you've gotten some of the tougher parts of intern year. I know most, uh, I think, I think any surgical specialty doesn't like doing their kind of off service parts of it, (laughs) but it's a pretty common, I think almost universal part of intern year. Um, and so just in terms of Hopkins, I like to get a little bit of understanding too of like the different programs and the structure of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how long is your off service aspect of your intern year? Mm-hmm. And just like, what does intern year look like as a whole? It's nice to know that you have two weeks of your vacation. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm clapping right. for you right here for that. I'm a little jealous cause I'm in my <laughs> surgery clerkship and I know it's not like intern year residency, but it's still something. So. <laughs> But I'm happy. Yeah, it is. It's tough. It's tough. I know. <laughs> For us, the way it works is set up. So we have like six different schedules, which it might end up changing. But uh, I think we have about 12 weeks of trauma. So that could be that includes nights and trauma days. Uh, so ortho trauma. Uh, we have uh, eight weeks of tumor, which is kind of like the difference between those two for us. Tumor is like the service you're really, really running because you're the with a one and a five. So you know, if you're able to handle the floor work, you're able to, you know, get things going, you're able to see patients well, you go to the OR and they kind of let you fly. Um, and then like you do, the way they do it is you, they separate you. You do four weeks. So I did my first four weeks already. Uh, you do four weeks where they kind of like, you know, teach you the trick of the trade, kind of get you right, you know, make you study up on different, you know, surgical approaches that makes you learn about, you know, typical presentations of ortho-oncology, which, you know, is very different than most specialties in ortho. And then after that, you come back on a little bit later in the year, and that's kind of like your time to be like, okay, I taught you how to the posterior approach to the hip. Let's see if you can go through it. Like, and then if you're, you know, messing up, they cut you off and try to show you, right? Or, you know, maybe they let you do a prophylactic nail, which, you know, is a case that you're going to do on a lot of, you know, trauma and on tumors. So that's kind of more of our operative service. Trauma is more of our learn the floor. We have PAs that help us, which is great. Uh, and, uh, you know, DMPs and things like that. So we have a lot of help, but that's like more of like, we stay on the floor and try to help out as much as we can. But if we, like I said, if you're able to, you know, you got time, you go to the OR or on the weekends, you know, you're, it's only you and a one and a two in the hospital. So say they got some operative stuff going and you, you're not getting as many pages, you can go. Uh, so I think it's, those are kind of good balances your first year because you're seeing two different sides of the, the hospital and the orthopedics. Um, and then it's besides that, we're off service for six months. I think that's an HGMA requirement right now. So I have one month of ICU, which I already did. I have one month of uh, regular trauma, so like gen surge trauma. 
have uh, one month of vascular, which I think is helpful because, you know, you're seeing amputees and things like that, that, you know, uh, you'll see on ortho all the time. Uh, we do plastics, which, you know, like I said, has a lot of crossover to flaps, you know, for a month. Uh, and then we have uh, rad path, which is kind of like uh, radiology and pathology. So it's like our way to kind of learn the basic sciences and learn how to do reads, x-ray reads. And so I think all of those are very, I guess, oriented towards orthopedics. Some places don't, like I said, you don't do that. Some places you'll do like EM or you'll do something different. We don't do that. So. Oh, that's no, that's awesome. It does sound like very, every, everything in a way can relate to, to ortho. I know even some gen mm-hmm. surge stuff comes through. Um, you know, we had like uh, a, a rib fracture that they plated and, you know, yep. just the technique of like plating. I was like, you know, there was that or a cholecystectomy. And I was like, let me go ahead and squeeze over mm-hmm. into this rib case. Cause <laughs> They're using tools over there. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, that's 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 awesome. That's awesome that you get to really get you know a breadth of surgical experience, but also have it tailored um, in somewhat to like almost a year of ortho to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. That's really really cool. And you know, we've talked about your bio, uh, you know, bioengineer, biomedical engineering interests. You know, regenerative mm-hmm. interests. Um, mm-hmm. have those things led to a specific specialty interest for you? Right. So not specialty yet. I wouldn't say, I think I, you know, I want to get as much exposure to everything. That's why I wanted to come to a place like this too. You know, I see every subspecialty and people that are top of the field. Uh, you know, the one that really I loved as a sub eye was joints. I love joints. I felt like it had a lot of camaraderie behind it. I could see a lot of innovation that could occur regenerative tissue wise, you know, with OA and things like that. You know, I'm an athlete, so I've always, you know, I had exposure to sports, but I've never, you know, held a scope. You know, I've never, you know, done the actual surgery. So I'm not sure if I want to do sports. And then the other one that, you know, I like a lot is trauma. I mean, I think you have to like trauma as a resident. I think it's fun. I think it's cool to not kind of know what's coming through the door. And, you know, you wake up in the morning, you say, oh, man, thought I was going to do that distal femur. But I guess I, this acetabulum that just came in, I got to fire that off. And, you know, get somebody walking immediately. I love, I love that. That's, I like that chaos a little bit at work. So yeah, for me, it's like, those, those are kind of all over the place, but you know, I just want to get exposure to everything, hold the knife and then decide. I think ortho offers a lot of uh, variability based on people's, you know, interests. And, you know, if you do like the, the chaos traumas there, if you want to be able to, you know, kind of have everything in a very, very planned out way and not have chaos. I think that's more leaning maybe towards joints. Um, yep. you know? uh, and so, you know, personalities and things like that. That's great. I, um, one of the, my mentors here, Dr. Aaron Critch, he's a sports guy and he's like all into the regenerative medicine with cartilage and that kind of deal. Um, and so I thought that that was super cool too. I, uh, I, I recently did a book chapter with him on cartilage and now I'm really thinking I was very actually close to doing a regenerative medicine, like masters. We have that option here. Um, so, you know, we share that interest, but then I didn't want to do an extra year of school and miss out on a year of getting paid down the line. So <laughs> yeah, hey, I hear you. I, de- I definitely think that's something, you know, getting involved in that, what's going to help you as a surgeon, right? You're going to understand like the basic science behind it. Uh, you know, so when you're reading, you start your intern year, you know, you start studying for, you know, these the exams we take, the basic science is going to make sense to you because, you know, you you you, read, you wrote, wrote an article on cartilage regeneration, right? You wrote an yeah. article on, uh, you know, the interfrontal fat, fat, fat pad. So you understand, you know, the biology behind it. So 
I definitely think that exposure to me is a good thing. Some people will argue no, but I think it's a good thing. I agree. And I know that I think basic science, usually if you say that in like a, a room full of orthos, you know, you might get to the S in science <laughs> before people are sleeping. Um, <laughs> but like you said, we got to take exams. It's, it's all part of it, you know, so um, no, that's that's great. Um, I'm really happy to hear that, you know, it sounds like Hopkins is treating you well, that you're enjoying yourself there. And I know you're crushing mm -hmm. it. Um so, you know, before we do wrap up, I just want to offer the floor for like any final pearls of wisdom, any other kind of recommendations you have, because there's a lot of people who are going to resonate with you, your interest, your story, who want to be where you're at. Um, so just final pearls of wisdom that you have for those students out there. Yeah. So my biggest advice, and I tell everybody this, and it's very simple, you're going to hear it a lot, is be yourself, you know, 100% throughout, you know, the sub I season throughout med school, you know, even if, it, you know, there was times where I felt like people didn't like me, I was myself, you know, and I think especially as a minority in this field, you have to be yourself or you'll lose yourself. So, you know, make sure you're doing stuff outside of the operating room that you enjoy outside of the classroom you enjoy. So I still take 20, 30 minutes a day and work out. I still, you know, play piano, right? Like I, that, these are things that I have to do to keep my mental right. So I can see patients, right? You know, I still, you know, I'm very religious, so I still read my Bible every day. I do things like that. So just make sure, you know, whatever you do that you love, you at least take 15 to 20 minutes a day to absorb that. Whether that means you got to wake up at three in the morning <laughs> and, you know, do, and do it before you go in, or it means you got to stay up till midnight. I, my advice, you know, people always say sleep or enjoying your life. I would choose enjoying my life over sleep. That's the best way to put it. I yeah. love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I have tried to incorporate that same mindset in medical school. Um, you know, my, my interests are like, you know, this like mentorship and education through like a virtual format. So like making YouTube videos, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, and like, I like force myself, it's on my schedule to like sit down and get mm -hmm. creative with my video camera. And, you know, it's harder on surgery or, you know, I am was busy for me too, but it's like, yep on this this day i have some time this is what's gonna happen and it's it makes me feel so much more fulfilled and energized to do the other stuff um mm -hmm. so you know it's encouraging to know that you're still able to do those things i didn't know we had some piano skills too okay i see you yeah so i, I started playing piano during the pandemic right in miami you know everything was kind of crazy so i i started playing you know kind of keep my mind off things and you know, kind of stayed to myself I always i love r&b music so I've always wanted to learn how to play piano, but I was an athlete, right? I mean, you know how this goes. You're not, you don't really have much, much time to do that. I actually, when I was a kid, my dad made me choose. He was like, you either play three sports or you play piano, right? So, I love I, you know, I chose the three sports back then, which, you know, I don't say I regret because I still love, I love wrestling, I love football, I love track. But like, for me, it was like, you know, playing piano now is, is like, you know, therapeutic for me, right? Like, I, even I started like kind of writing music now, so. You know, I don't know if I can sing, but we'll we'll see if I come out what? with something. So we'll okay. Yeah, all we'll right. See. Oh, I'm so. on a I'm on a lookout. I'm on a lookout. And you get to practice that dexterity. That's gonna help you in OR with those piano skills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love and that's it. that's a, that's that's another plug to mentorship and be honest. My family med uh, uh, a physician that I work with, he was the one who told me to play piano. So he played piano and he said, Do you you know, you know, he's a black guy, he said, Do you play instruments or do you do anything? He basically was asking me if I do anything fun outside of the hospital, which at that point I really wasn't. It's was third year peak <laughs> pandemic. I wasn't doing much at all, right? Like I was just going home every day and coming to work with my N95 on, right? 
Yeah. And uh, he, he, he looked at me, he's like, you know, you're going to be a surgeon one day, you use your hands, you know, he's like, you need to play piano. And I got a, a little keyboard and started like I downloaded this app uh, called Simply Piano. And it kind of teaches you how to go through chords and things like that. And just stuck with it. Like I said, 15 minutes a day, you know, it's like I said, it's therapeutic for me. Well, appreciate you so much, Chris. Um, you know, you you are cont- like inspirational to me. So, and I know to everyone who's going to be listening, um, you know, a lot of the people, this, you know, leadership at the Ortho Plug, Henson, you know, speaks so highly of you. I think you're, you know, you guys have this like Miami lineage of mentorship going on <laughs> that, you know, is absolutely incredible. But it's just all to say that, you know, you're making a huge impact on a lot of people, you know, whether you're talking to them directly or not. Um, and I am so honored again to be able to have you on the podcast For our listeners out there, uh, be sure to stay plugged in because we're going to have more incredible conversations with some of the dopest orthopedic surgeons out there, just like Dr. Murdoch. And until the next one, see you guys later. I hope everyone listening enjoyed this conversation. I know I did. For our listeners out there, be sure to stay plugged in because we'll be having more incredible conversations with some of the dopest orthopedic surgeons out there, just like Dr. Christopher Murdoch. And again, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment on the podcast. It really helps us out. See you guys in the next one.